Jason Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Good morning, Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Steve Edge is here. You all right, boy? Morning, morning, morning. How are you? Morning. Not too bad, not too bad at all. Uh, just, you know, same, innit? Same, exact, same, same. Every day's exactly the same. Except yeah. they've started putting like Sunday brunch or something on every day, and it really oh. threw me this morning. Oh, it's on every that's day. Weird. Is it? Call weekday brunch or something brunch. It might be the other one. What's the other one? There's another one on BBC. And what's the BBC one? Is that Saturday Kitchen? That one's on every day now. That's the oh, one. every day. That's kitchen. weird. So what? They're just doing it from his own house, I presume. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's. I think he's. They, they haven't let him at the studio basically, so he's he's right. stuck in there. He's just there. He lives there. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's, it was, it's amazing what you can do now. I mean, I I filmed a, a pilot for a game show in my lounge the other day. Wow, that was it was really go? weird. What's that? How did that go? Uh, yeah, it was good. It was uh, it went well. It was weird having uh, no audience, of course, and I had uh, the the contestants were on two tellies either side of me. Oh. And um, but it was fun. It was fun to play. But it was just it's just the vernacular that you use. Uh, when you're doing a game show, you know, you, you're like, uh, the, the Evans family, everybody. Anybody? <laughs> like, anybody, there's nobody there. Anybody care? They're not <laughs> <Yeah>. even clapping. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's really weird. Um, you know, there's a lot of comedian presenters who you were complaining about it because, you know, they're, they're suffering from the lack of audience response and, and the no laughter and the no clapping and stuff like that that they've been used to over the last however many years. Mm. And luckily... I've been training for this my whole life, Steve. Yeah, for some comedians, that's a, that's the a norm, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm fine with it. Absolutely, yeah. not notice the difference. <laughs> if I'm honest, but uh, no, it went all right. It was good. It was it was fun. That's the only silence. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, it was weird having. Uh, it was just weird doing it in my living room. That was the weird part. Just you know, just. Yeah. Camera. So, so, so technicians had to come in in the morning. We had to clear upstairs. So we're all upstairs for a couple of hours. They come in, set up cameras and and lights and and microphones and all that sort of stuff. Um, and then and then just leave and then just go and sit in a van outside. Uh, and then I and then I come in, <laughs> and do yeah. and do and do the show. Uh, and and then they and then back upstairs uh, and then they come and derig like it was really weird. But when like, you were upstairs, do... when you were upstairs waiting for, yeah. were you listening for anybody sneezing or anything? Just like oh, really, like yeah, they were in full white, full PPE as well. These guys like the full masks and gloves and and suits and stuff like hazmat suits, basically, wow. <laughs> like setting it all up. Like, but um, yeah, it was a, it was a bit weird. And uh, and also, you know what what you realise is, I mean, in theatre you have to do everything yourself anyway, so it's it's no different when you're doing a show. You do your own, get dress yourself, and you know do your own hair and makeup and all that sort of stuff if that's what you're doing. But obviously in telly, there's a person for every job, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, trying to get my wife to be the runner, not oh, a chance. She not get you a not coffee at all. Not one. Oh, mate. Not one brew. I think the, the the makeup bit was fine. It's a bit of powder and that. That's that's easy enough. Sort my own hair out. Finding It'd a be suit funny if you'd fit. gone too far on the powder and no one told you. Yeah. <laughs> you just came in. Does that look all right? Oh, have you put mascara on? Yeah. Don't just they always diary do that? of a geisha. No, I don't think they do that. Yeah. <laughs> white face. Um, yeah. Trying to find I'm like a pyro. <laughs> <laughs> trying to find a suit that fits after uh, four weeks of confinement. Now, that was oh, a struggle. Yeah. Yeah. That was a struggle. That should have been Not a, a round in the game show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was that was tough. Um, but actually, the weirdest part was, because usually, you know, you know when you see game shows, the, the host has got the questions uh, on his card, hasn't he, or on her card. So they've got a card yeah. in front of them, and they're reading the questions. Uh, name something that uh, you know you, you find in France or whatever the questions are, right? Um, you, uh, I had to print them out myself, like cut them out with with my daughter's craft scissors, and then print stick them on <laughs> onto Two these cards. cards. Yeah, there was something really like like that was the bit that struck me the most as. This is not my job. No. <laughs> like and if you'd have run out of like ink in your printer at that moment, the oh, old God. thing would have grown to a halt. Like, like, the pressure oh, of it, the pressure of it. Get so. Amazon Prime, but it's not going to be here till Tuesday. <laughs> so fingers crossed uh, that uh, that show makes it and you'll be seeing a game show live from my living room very soon. This is Jason Manford. This is Absolute Radio.
Music matters. Beautiful day, isn't it? I don't know because I'm in the uh, self isolation uh, studio thing. Oh, of course, of course. Your vagina pod. That one. I call it yeah. vagina pod, yeah. Uh, it's, well, it's good. <laughs> it's vagina pod. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a lovely day. I can't, I can't help thinking this lockdown uh, would have been more successful if the weather was typically British right now, if it was yeah, absolutely uh, raining cats and dogs. Then I think people would be a bit more inclined. I mean, not that they shouldn't be anyway, the idiots, but, you know, they're a bit more inclined to stay in their house. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, Did you have um, a nice Easter? A, um, has that happened? I don't, I don't know anymore. Yeah, that was last Sunday. Was yeah, that the, Sunday, was it? Yeah, so um, since I last spoke to you on air, it's been, there's, been, there's been a good Friday. Has it been, been an Easter? Easter? Has it been a bank holiday? And it's been a bank holiday. We oh, had bank holiday I, Tuesday as well. Oh, we just went, let's have a bank holiday Tuesday. Bank holiday Tuesday was great, wasn't it? It's one of my yeah, favourite bank holidays. We just carried on. <laughs> it's, carried on. I it's paid myself double. Holiday. Oh, paid well done. Double pay because I did a bit of work. Yes, I got uh, yeah. I got two well, zeros that day. I called it. Yeah, two zeros. <laughs> I can't remember what we did. I think we just did the same. Uh, did we have something nice to it? I think we had a bit of lamb, maybe. Oh, nice. We could have a bit of lamb. Nice. Love a bit of Easter. Love an Easter. Apparently, it's yeah. spring. Did you um? Did you do the chocolate eggs in your house? Oh yes. Oh, yeah. sorry, I forgot about. It. I'd, I'd 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 sort of mentally blocked it out because it was such a long. I think we did it uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. What you had four um, Easter egg hunts? No, yeah, yeah. It's wow. just the yeah. I know he likes rooting around the garden. What can I say? <laughs> it enough. was um, not always with chocolate. It's just that like, there's eggs hanging from trees. Just like, something uh, to like, do. Yeah, it looks like it's an it's an empty egg, empty egg, like a little plastic thing. Yes, I know. What you're and he saying. finds but them, all, a... and then he hides them. And then when he hides them, he goes, "You got to try and find them." And he goes, "Over there, over there, by the shed, over there, over there. Look, look, it's over there." And just tells you where it is. <laughs> yeah, we had an Easter egg uh, hunt on the on the Sunday morning. That went difficult that went... one to say, isn't it? That I said it very slowly. Did you hear how slow? You I said have it? to, I think. I think you have to. Yes, it's got to concentrate, and yeah, it's got to concentrate. Um, but it's interesting, I think, because when I was a kid, um, like I'm sure he was around the Easter Bunny. I'm sure he delivered to other people's houses. It wasn't a thing in our house. We never had no. Easter Bunny. He never came to our house. We had Easter eggs, um, but that never, never seemed. Maybe to happen. he and was just sort of around America that uh, that period, and he hadn't really. Maybe got not over here. He'd not gone international. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe you're right. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Um, but now he's he's uh, yeah, now he's everywhere. I noticed uh, with my kids, they all ate their Easter egg. They just got one Easter egg each on uh, on on Easter Sunday. I'm pretty sure when I was a kid, I used to get about eight. Mm, yeah, I think I quite a about lot three. Of I think eggs. I did get about three. Did yeah. You, did you ever do that thing uh, with your brother where you would try and keep your Easter egg for as long as possible, so you still had some left long after he'd eaten his? Yeah, I did. I, did, I also remember once with Rolos. Mm. I remember. Um, it's sucking the chocolate off and then saving the toffee bit for later, putting them on oh. a little plate and going, I'll have them later. And then I, I put them behind the settee. I was only about six. I put them behind the, behind the telly and forgot all about them, found them about six months later. <laughs> <laughs> Rank. That's disgusting. That's like that joke in it about the old fellow in the hospital. Yeah. And his uh, grandson comes in and he's a, the, the granddad's fast asleep. And he, when he wakes up, he says, Hi, granddad. He's, I've been here a while. I've eaten all your all your nuts there in your bowl. He says, Oh, don't worry about them. I only like sucking the chocolate off them. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Disgusting. It's interesting what other people's. Um, do you find this when with your wife it, that she's had certain traditions mm. in her family that, that they've done all the time? You've had yours. And then when suddenly you're married and you're living together and you have your own kids as well. You've got to yeah. start working out what your traditions are. Which one you're going to pull from your side, her we side, and which ones are going to become We didn't have a yours. lot of them, so I yeah, we didn't have right. a lot. So I just go, you just go along with your one. This sounds good, Easter bunnies, and yeah, great. We didn't, we yeah. didn't do this. Yeah, I like this. It's sounds w- like fun. Let's do this. It's it's weird when you uh, you suddenly. I remember like Christmas morning. I remember at my my ex wife's family's house once. Uh, I was sort of early twenties or something, and we. I went and spent, it was the first Christmas I'd ever had that wasn't with my parents. Yeah, when you didn't wake up in your own bed. Yeah, and I remember waking up, I was getting downstairs, she had three sisters, her, a mum and me, and all the presents were out in piles and stuff. I was like, fine, that's normal, that's fine. And then they all started opening presents at the same time. 
Oh, it freaked me right out. I was like, whoa, 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 what's going on here? I haven't opened mine yet. Slow down, slow down. What's happening here? Other people's traditions are weird. Really yeah. weird. I did ask uh, on social media this week about other people's traditions uh, that have freaked you right out when you finally got with somebody. Uh, I'll rattle through some of the best ones after this. Jason. Manford. I'm just reading through some of these uh, responses to other people's traditions that freaked you out. Uh, Vicky Hogarth says... Uh, Jason and Steve, my sister was traumatised many years ago when she went on holiday with a friend. They had a Sunday dinner, but had a tin of oxtail soup as the gravy. <laughs> that's, that's weird. That's Imagine. too much, isn't it? That's, that's too, too much. That's, like, that's beef. gout wrapped in a meal, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, that is weird. Yeah, if it's just I a knew tin somebody of who soup. once... I once made like a gravy, like a two, like a big jug of gravy, and it had um, it had stuffing in it, just poured in. So it was the consistency of porridge, a little bit thinner maybe, but mm. a whole sort of pack. So I know, weird, isn't it? Too that much. Is weird. I like a sausage stuffing on yeah. occasion, but only oh, as like a tr- as like a rare treat. Uh, yeah, still a bit of pack, a... so it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Not sure about that. Uh, Jessica Carey says, Birthdays. In my family, you get your mum flowers on your birthday, as she was the one that did all the hard work. Well, that's a nice idea, isn't it? It's a lovely, it's a idea. lovely idea in theory. I think it's a she Greek says, thing as well. I think in Greece, you, hmm. uh, you, if it's your birthday, you buy other people presents. Do you know I remember what? I mean, it's like I think at school, isn't it, when you brought sweets in for the rest of the class? Yeah, yeah. Even though it was your birthday. Oh, and then you held the pack of the bottom of the sweets really tight. So they couldn't yeah. get their hand in properly. <laughs> yeah, obviously. That's the spirit. <laughs> I quite like that idea. So you buy your mum flowers on your birthday as she's the one that did all the work on your actual mm. birthday. That's she says, nice. Now, I think that's nice. Jessica says that now I have kids uh, of my own, uh, I have to keep reminding my husband that he needs to get me flowers on the kid's birthday. Uh, and my friends with kids think I'm weird when I get the flowers on the kid's birthday. But I actually think that's a lovely idea. I'm going to make a, a note of that idea. and I'm going to start doing that. I think that might get us an extra few brownie points there, Steve, yeah, if we nice. just suddenly started that's doing that. a lovely that. idea. Yeah, another gonna, job. I'm... Great. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Katie Bain says, when I was younger, we were allowed chocolate for breakfast on Easter Sunday, and the only proper meal we had all day would be a roast mid-afternoon. Mother half told me yesterday when I was insistent our boys could have chocolate eggs for breakfast that when he was little, he and his siblings weren't allowed to open their eggs until after their tea. That's not right, is it? I think somewhere between the two is the truth, isn't it? Yeah. I think if you're eating Cocoa Pops out of half an egg, yeah, then that's probably. I mean, too there's enough far. sugar in a lot of those things as it is, isn't that? But yeah, I know. Yeah, you really don't need to do that. Um, and uh, Gerda says uh, it was our family tradition growing up to go for a big walk in the countryside on Boxing Day. I thought yeah. everyone did this, but turns out my husband's family used to go to MFI as it was the only shop that was open. <laughs> right. See, that sounds about. I think we did the MFI one, whereas yeah, I feel like my we wife's went to family MFI. they do the big walk. It was probably do it all then. But, um, yeah. yeah, I think the big walk is a... I, I hate to say it, but I think it might be more of a middle-class thing. I think, as you know, I was going to say the same thing. Going out for a proper walk on Boxing Day feels very middle-class. It also feels like something to aspire to, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah. You can imagine... Being able to I mean? walk on Boxing Day. Imagine yeah. that. <laughs> Dreams are made of it. Just I can't even get out I'm of just, the armchair. I'm mate. just full of... I'm just full of turkey and pigs in blankets and no, I, no, no. You're lucky no, if you see me before New Year's Eve, man. I can't even walk back up the stairs. I'm sleeping on the sofa, <laughs> going nowhere. I think it's just people showing off their new barber jackets and yeah. walking boots. Yeah, that's, that's what, what it is. feels like the walk on the walk on Boxing Day. <laughs> yeah. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. So this morning we've been talking about other people's traditions, weird things that, you know, your partner does that you've got to work out whether to incorporate it into your system or not. Um, it could be simple things like Emma Scott's message says, Jason, when making cheesy beans on toast, it's a British classic, uh, my husband yes. thought it was weird that I mixed the cheese with the beans while heating because that's mm. how my granddad did it. His mum always made it with cheese on the toast and the beans on top. 
Mm. That's weird as well, isn't it? I'd go with the. I'd just go with the cheese on top of the beans and the toast. Mm. Just grate it on. What you just like grate a bit of cheese on top of the the beans on it toast? Just sort of melt into the hot beans, wouldn't it? Mm. That's similar to her way, I guess, isn't it? They're making the cheesy she's beans. To- I mean, she's it's called cheesy cheese beans. Toast, it? Yeah, hers is, hers it's not beans is on more... cheese and toast. No, cheese cheese on beans. <laughs> cheese on beans, beans on cheese. Imagine if they'd just called it something weird. Should we have a, should have some cheese on beans for tea? What? <laughs> Cheese on beans. You call it cheese on beans. Yeah, cheese on beans. You know, cheese on beans. That's not oh, that'd thing. be weird. <laughs> it is cheese on beans. Uh, Natalie says, uh, "I was always brought up to say to people, thank you for having me,' whenever I was leaving their home. But apparently, this is not normal across all families." I think it's a very polite way to say thank you to someone for having them in their home. And I still do it regardless, even at my best friends and family's homes. I, I think, think it's that's nice lovely. to have a little... F- I yeah, think that's thanks lovely. For, thanks for having us. Yeah. That's quite nice. Even if you're just there for 20 minutes, I quite like that. We're, yeah. we're, we're dealing with all the big issues this morning. What's to say when leaving someone's house? And is it cheese and beans on toast? Yeah. Claire Marshall says, uh, we always took turns uh, unwrapping presents at Christmas. This is the situation I was in uh, and said thank you to the people who gave you presents because that's important, I think. First Christmas from my boyfriend, all presents were given out and that was it. Three, two, one, everything unwrapped in less than three minutes. That's not fun, is it? Mm. That's not fun. I'm not having no, that. It's, to it's this over two, it can go on too long, though. If there's a lot of presents and you have to thank everybody after opening every one and everyone's yeah, waiting for everyone, that's that. longer. That's, you know, yeah. that's pushing dinner back. And the turkey, <laughs> he's got his own timer. Yes, you're quite right. There is a point where you... I mean, sometimes we'd be like starting at 7, finishing at 11. You think, crikey, that was a lot. That's taking the fun yeah. out of Christmas morning. <laughs> yeah. uh, but she says this. She says, uh, what's worse, though, is that any chocolates from selection boxes, etc., were all opened and put in a communal Christmas treat bowl, which anyone nah. could have what they wanted. Nah, 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 nah. WTF, nah. No. not having that. No, that's not your present. That's no, unforgivable. Of, there's no point giving it as a present. Just We're just what, like, the you go, there's your present, there's your present, and that's for the pot. You just put one in... <laughs> You might as well just yeah. put it all in. Nah. You mess that with all your presents. Right, there you go. There's, just a, there's a bowl there full of PlayStation games. Help yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fight your way through that. Absolutely pointless. <laughs> Jason. Absolute Radio. Manford. Where real music matters. Here, how do you feel about this, Steve? Uh, Deborah says uh, when she had Christmas lunch, it was, there was always about 10 of us around the table with more than enough food. It wasn't until I met her husband I discovered his disgust that we never had Yorkshire puddings on a Christmas dinner. She says, I love a Yorkshire, don't get me wrong, but they simply do not go on a Christmas it's, dinner. Well, I mean, we've we've had a bit of this conversation before. It sort of mm. does go because it is just a giant roast, isn't it? But there's it is, just yeah. too much stuff it's on the plate as it on. is without throwing in a Yorkshire <laughs> yeah. pudding. I mean, how big yeah. is your plate, man? I know, that does seem, that does seem quite a lot. If you're you know, I'll tell you the other thing that people that used to freak me out when I was younger and you go around someone's mm. house for, for tea, uh, when you helped yourself, you know, and they didn't just, you know, when you oh, had to like yeah. take a bit of chicken, take like a couple of potatoes, have nah, some peas. Mate. No, it yeah. was just given to you, wasn't it? That's what you've got. That's It was yeah, divided was into however many kids you had. That's the chicken put into into three bits. There you go. But yeah, yeah you, you can't. help yourself, you're like, oh, I don't know. No, I'm not into peas? that. I don't know how many peas you've got. Nah, six peas. That's another, another, another little posh thing. I think. <laughs> I think it is another little posh thing. The fact that they trusted their kids to serve themselves. There's no yeah. way that would have happened in our house. Right, I'll have all the sausages. You can have the peas. Take your tip. <laughs> well, it's like Leanne Ferguson here, Steve. She says my partner will only allow us to have a Yorkshire pudding with beef, no other meat. Mm. He's very strict about it, uh, although he sometimes has them with butter and jam if there are any left over. Oh, he's making one rule up for himself and another rule for everybody else. I mean, I can see what, what he's saying about the beef thing, is this? but then going, yeah. I'm, just having, what? I'm just having one with jam in it. No, you can't do that. <laughs> I can see what he's saying, the beef dripping up some rye, that's good, but yeah, it does traditionally, mm. but you can't then go and put jam in it. You can't just no. have them for pudding afterwards. <laughs> that makes a mockery of the whole thing. <laughs> no. I mean, it is just sort of at all. flour and water. You could have it. You could. You could have a. I wonder. Is it somebody must have done that? Somebody must have done a sort of sweet pudding version of a Yorkshire pudding. 
Well, we, I mean, we've done it as something in the cold pudding, yeah. Well, it's only pancake mix, isn't it? It's only yeah. the same stuff. Exactly what it is. Uh, yeah. I've definitely had a sweet, uh, a sweet Yorkshire in the past. Well, we like strawberries um, and chocolate and stuff in it. Not, not gone that far, but yeah, a little bit of uh, like you a know, Manchester a bit, tart, bit of jam or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, nice. What about this one, Meg? She says, "My partner's family have extra verses to Happy Birthday." <laughs> Oh no. Oh, what? No. How many extra no. verses? There are quite a few of them, she says, and it always draws attention in restaurants. Oh my god, I'm cringing already. Well yeah, because sometimes in a restaurant people join in and then they're gonna go, yeah. hang on, what's happening now? After the birthday verse, there is yeah. a how old are you now? in the same tune, <laughs> and then the person whose birthday it is has to sing alone, I'm twenty eight today. I'm in another 28 verse. Today. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine sat in the middle of Frankie and Benny's. No more a young man. I'm 28 now. <laughs> he mournful. Blows his own candlelight with a sigh. <sighs> oh my God, I can only imagine that. Occasionally in, in the theatre... Uh, there's a little, there's a little bit of extra when we sing "Happy Birthday" to a cast member. So they sing the "Happy Birthday" song, and at the end, everybody sings, "This is your birthday song. It isn't very long." Hey, and they just add hmm. that at the end for a yeah. bit of fun. Hey, for, for a bit. hey, <laughs> yeah, just for a bit of fun, but not I in a restaurant. I love the idea of mournfully singing "How old you are." <laughs> Twenty-eight today. <sighs> I thought I'd have left home by now. I'm 28 today. So glad to be in Chiquitos. <laughs> With all of you here. I didn't we think my grand would be in the set menu. I love it. Other people's traditions. Absolute weirdos. Sunday mornings, 8 till 11. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. I tell you what, you know, in all these sort of odd and awful times, there's lots of sad news going on and awful things going on. How lovely has the story been about Captain Tom Moore? Oh, it's lovely, yeah. His 100th lap. Of his garden, he, as, as while this goes out, he's raised twelve million pounds. Yeah, there's no point the, in giving a figure, is there? Because it was it was nearly five yesterday, and then and then it's now it's, it's twelve. Crazy. It's just it's unbelievable. Out. He's absolutely phenomenal. Um, did you read this morning? This is what this is uh, actually brought a tear to my eye this morning. My wife came in with tears in her eyes and went, "Have you read? Have you read this about Tom Moore?" I was like, "What's happened?" As he completed his uh, walk this morning, uh, raising more than £12 million for NHS charities, which is the most money that, uh, that Just Giving us have ever raised for a single, uh, a single charity. Um, what brought a little tear to my eye this morning was that soldiers from 1st Battalion, the Yorkshire Regiment, surprised him with a guard of honour yeah. at a safe yeah. distance as he completed his final lap. I was, I was gone. I was gone, mate. Yeah, no, I, I, I watched it live. I was in bits. And it, and oh, I was just God. sitting there crying half eight this morning. It's just lovely, lovely. Ninety nine years old, having a I've, I've, just doing that. What a wonderful thing! It was amazing. It sort of brought back some memories of um, when. Uh, do you remember Stephen Sutton uh, a few years ago when uh, he was raising money for um, for the Teenage Cancer Trust? And it was yeah, a similar yeah. thing where it just snowballed. There was something about this and 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 with Captain Tom Moore here that just gets into the uh the, the minds and the hearts of the nation. And yeah, I mean he only wants to raise a grand. Yeah, I know. He's done that. He's done that all right. <laughs> He's definitely done that. Um you know, and I know there's lots of arguments to say and I agree with lots of arguments to say, you know, you shouldn't have to raise money for the NHS. You know, that it should be funded properly mm. by by the government. But what the, the 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 bonus of it is finding people like this and all the people who've, who've raised money to, and come together to do these things. Um, and now they're talking about whether he, he might get a knighthood for it. He certainly get a pride of Britain. Yeah, amazing. So fingers crossed that he uh, he gets that. It was a lovely, heartwarming story. Jason Manford, Absolute Radio, where real music matters. Now, Captain Tom Moore. Uh, Steve is not the only pensioner 
uh, in the news this week. Um, mm. I don't know if you've read this about a pensioner who was thrown from a fighter jet after accidentally pulling the ejector lever mid-flight. No, I didn't read this story. What happened? <laughs> yeah, so, as far as retirement gifts go, a ride in a £70 million fighter jet is up there as one of the most memorable, especially if you pull the ejector seat partway through the flight. That is exactly what happened to 64-year-old Frenchman who was sent up uh, in a, a Rafale B uh, jet at an airbase in Saint-Dizier, northwestern France, despite the fact he had, and I quote, never expressed a desire to take part in a flight. <laughs> according to an incident oh, report. Makes me wonder if it's an accident now. <laughs> <laughs> As the plane started... It's like he's uh, just gone, I never asked for this, get me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> As the plane started... He's all right, by the way. We're not laughing at death here. He's, he's fine. No, no, he's uh, as- as the plane started, a sudden and rapid ascent, he gripped on for dear life to the ejector seat lever. Now, that would, to me, that seems like a design flaw. If, yeah, it should be somewhere the, that you're not going to put your arms unless you're looking for it, really. You're not going to grip it and go, oh, my God, this is really scary. I wonder what could be scarier than this. Yeah. <laughs> Through the roof. Yeah. Off you go. Uh, at 2,500 feet, he shot out of the top of the plane at high speed, losing his helmet in the process before lining with a couple of minor injuries uh, in a field near the German border, for old time's sake. Uh, a report by the <laughs> Bureau... He's far too young. Uh, a report by the Bureau of Inquiry and Analysis in Paris also found that it was only by good fortune that the pilot had not also been ejected as a result. Investigators oh, like one found, button for both of them. <laughs> that doesn't seem right, does it? No, this that does These can't no. be designed this way. This is <laughs> awfully the... designed. <laughs> Ow! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Investigators found that the need to keep the... the what's happening there? You've I been surprised. Just walked in. Just walked <laughs> I wonder in. what that was. <laughs> I thought you were doing an impression of the old man in his seat. <laughs> Say hello. Hiya, pal. Hello. Hiya, mate. You all right? Do you put the headphones on? Yeah. Can hear Jason? It's Uncle Jason. Hello. Hello, mate. Hello, Jason. How are you doing, pal? You okay? Right, had enough now, yeah? Okay, that was, <laughs> right. was a lovely chat. Right, Mummy, Jason, we're listening on my phone. <laughs> I was in my little space bubble and then just got punched in the back. Is that what happened? I said, I can't hear anything. I've got my headphones on. It wasn't even a, it wasn't even a punch. It was like a just a tap, but obviously I'm so cocooned in here with the headphones and everything. I didn't hear anything. Just suddenly something hit me. I love how quickly oh, you got bored. Dear. <laughs> okay, that's it. I mean, he's in, he's in solitary confinement. He's seen yeah. the same three people for yeah. the last four weeks, and yet, after a four second chat with me, he was like, okay, uh, I'm done. Nah, it's time to move on now. Where's that Disney Plus? <laughs> Matters. Is your house spick and span, Steve? Is it is it absolutely spotless? I mean, I've done so much of the house, or we have done mm. so much of the house. I've moved out into the shed now and started doing that, started putting all that in order. Oh, that's good. That's I good. mean, with the intention of turning it into some kind of pub. But, um, yeah, of course. Still, uh, I've got a dartboard up, dartboard's up, so that's good. That was measuring all oh, that. Oh, nice. Out. Oh, yeah. Have you got the, yeah. um, what's it called, the... The hockey, is it? Yeah, well, I measured the distance, and, there's a, and I've put a little bit of tape down that says that's the bit you have to stand behind. That's a decent-sized shed, then, if you've got enough space to play darts. Yes, yeah, seven foot, eight, whatever it is, yeah. And, yeah, and no, the walls just... are only wood, aren't they? So it doesn't matter if it... If you miss, you just you hit miss. a bit of wood. It's fine. <laughs> nice, that's good. That's a good idea. Ours is... My back garden's not really big enough for a for a shed. Uh, we've got a garage, which I keep looking at, thinking, oh, I wonder if you could turn this into something. But it's so full... It it was full of crap at, uh, beforehand, and now yeah. we're just because obviously we're sorting out the house, cleaning up and tidying up. You've got nowhere to put anything. No, this so is it's the just thing. all piled in there. I don't know what's going on. It's a rat's dream. Yeah, not good, not good. Um, have you found anything weird and wonderful while you've been going around your house? Um, well, in the shed, I found all sorts. I mean, all sorts of weird sort of DVDs of old sort of comedies that I didn't know I had. Oh, down really? The, down the gate with Reg Vardy. Never watched that. I mean, I probably never will. <laughs> no. But uh, there's a lot of that, and I, that's what I'm trying to do, get through those every night, because I've got mm. quite a lot of stuff that I've just gone, 
you know, it was it was like three quid, and I've gone, oh, I'll give that a go. I've never heard of that comedy. I mean, I know it's going to be rubbish. I know it is. Yeah, but just yeah, say, of course it. it is. You would you would have properly yeah, and heard of it or doing. seen it if uh, if it was any good. I guess. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so a while back when we were clearing out my grand's house before she moved into my uh, with my parents I, f- I found loads of stuff in there and that all ended up in my garage nobody looked at anything it was just boxes of stuff that we were like oh well it's probably stuff that we should go through at some point anyway i found a load of board games i found a, a game of cluedo from like 1974 or something maybe even earlier yeah. a old school board game which is great and another game i don't know if you've ever heard of this it's called escape from Colditz. I do remember Escape from Cold. It's a good game, wasn't it? Is it a good game or is it really complicated? It's really complicated. I mean, when you're trying to play it with kids who are used to, um, you know, apps and iPads. Yeah. It's quite a, yeah, it's quite a... It's just reading the instructions for the first time and going, so that means this and that, somebody's in charge of that. I found one called, (laughs) what was the one we found? Go. Waddington's Go from the 60s. Oh, yeah. And you can go, like, you can go on a plane or you can go on a boat or you can get a car. That was brilliant. And there's one called, what's it called? News Feed or something? You had, like, a teleprinter that said fire and, you know, riot in Bolivia. And if you were there, do, you had to basically do a do a headline. Great game. But I love an old, terrible idea for a board game. Is is brilliant. Well, I mean, the fact that it's got, a swastika on the front of the box, uh, you know, it doesn't make me feel like, you know, it doesn't fill me with joy. Does somebody have to play as the Nazis or do it's, you? No, <laughs> no, it's like a, it's like a strategy card and like dice. Uh, but get... you're all goodies. You're all good guys. Yeah, you're all trying to escape from Colditz. <laughs> escape from Colditz, yeah. But there's not somebody yeah. who's like in charge of like. Yeah, you're you guys, going nowhere, yeah. Mister Manford. <laughs> I am in the kitchen now. Yeah, not that. That guy's not there with his own deck of cards. It's not like so my son taking it really seriously. He's yeah, got, he's got blonde hair and blue eyes though. So well, that's it, like that experiment as well when the people were prisoners and people were, you know, inmates, and they—that was what had happened yeah. if you started playing that and somebody was in charge of being a Nazi. That'd ruin. That's not a board game. Yeah, well, one one person has to be uh, the Germans, and then the, and the others uh, get to pick the other sort of five nationalities, the Allied, uh, you know, some right. of the Allied forces. Um, but yeah, someone does have to be the German. But I've just taken that, you know, I've I've just taken that and just done it myself. And done him sort of like sort of. Slept the camp, German. Yes, exactly. So it's a bit of fun still. It's a bit of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's certainly not the darkness that would have been escaped from cold hits. Yeah, no, no, no. No, it's it's it's. I mean, we've not got to an end yet, but um, but it's 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 you know it's been fine. But you know, it's hard trying to get any kids to to turn their iPad off and play a game from 1973. Hmm. What's the best board game? What do you think is the best board game? Oh, that's a good question. Um, best board games. I mean, I like. I, you know me. I like a. I like a game of Boulder Dash. Does that count as a oh, board game? That is a. That is a very good game. It's it is a board game, game, but it's more of it's a great game, isn't it? So good. But you have to so get the good. one with the with the movie around on because obviously that's that's not on yes. a lot of the new ones. Well, days. luckily I got like four. Didn't I? I remember when they were going out of? Uh, yeah, I've got about three of them. I, every yeah. time I see one in a charity shop and it's got the movie around, I go, I'll buy that and I'll keep that one in the shed and I'll put yeah. this one in a camper van just so I've got one. So if you are not played Boulder Dash, it's great, right? So Boulder Dash is essentially it's going around a board, uh, as, you, as you would imagine, but it's um, it's quite creative, isn't it? It's, there's there's uh, topics and, and lists of yeah. things and you've got to come up with versions of them. So you Yeah, one of them's a law, isn't it? And it'll say, like, law. In, in, yeah. in Nevada, on a Tuesday... It's illegal for what? And then you have to sort of go roller skate or whatever it is. And yeah, just guess. you write that down. You... Everyone writes it down. And then everyone has to guess which one the real one is. Oh, it's great. Mm. Yeah. It's a brilliant game. Um, I guess I like, um, I, I don't know. I guess I, I like the ones that had a bit of thought to them. So I like Cluedo. Um, yeah. I, remember, I, I don't mind Monopoly, but, you know, it's well, you've got to play it yeah. properly. You can't yeah, play but it. Yeah, nobody so, knows how to play it properly. Nobody do they? knows. <laughs> I know. I know. But we we play it properly in our house because I we know the rules. For anyone who doesn't know this, by the way, I'm going to tell you this, and then we're going to go straight into a song because you're going to need it to process. It's going to blow your mind. You have been playing Monopoly wrong all your life, and we've mentioned it a few times on this show, and I'm hoping it's going to get out there. But you've been playing Monopoly wrong. Okay, this is the reason why it lasts forever. It's because you've not been playing it properly. Once you've gone round the board. Whenever you land on a property, 
Either you buy it, and if you don't buy it, it goes into auction for the other players. You don't just leave it for 25 goes at some point. Mm. That's how you get to the hotels. How do you get to the hotels if, you, if you're not buying anything? So Monopoly, yeah, that's the way to play Monopoly yeah. properly. Yeah, but that's one where I bet there's been a few fights during this pandemic over uh, Monopoly. I think every game of Monopoly I've ever played ends with the board being tossed in the air. So I'm like, oh, forget this. <laughs> Rubbish. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jason. Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Elaine said, Jason, we found three grand stuffed in a box six months after moving into our flat. What? Three, was it their money or they years just ago? Oh. Three grand, no, somebody else's money. Wow. Three grand. Wow, and 33 years ago, find. I don't know how much that was worth. Oh, that's then, like five million quid now, isn't it? <laughs> I reckon. Three grand, that flat paid for itself. Yeah. Blooming heck. Uh, Tracy says, Jason and Steve, we found two grand in £10 notes in an old Harrods bag stuffed behind a wardrobe. Oh, that's, that's like somebody's savings, isn't it? And then they've forgotten about yeah. it. Yeah, but I guess when you see it stuffed in Harrods bag, you're like, they can afford it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they can they're afford like, Shop it. Shop at Harrods here. Small change to you, this. <laughs> Nothing. I love these. Tracy says, Jason, I moved into my house 20 years ago. When I looked into my loft, there was what appeared to be a railway sleeper. How it got there, God knows. Will it remain there? Yes, it will, because we can't move it. Fun <laughs> thing is, when people come over and they all want to look, <laughs> this is the sort of friends Tracy has. Yeah, Can yeah. we have a look at you? Can we look at the railway sleeper in the loft, Trace? <laughs> oh, Tracy, they say. Oh, go on, Trace. <laughs> it's a railway sleeper. That'll be worth something. Put it on eBay. Like I'm going to be able to shift a full-size railway sleeper out of my loft on my own. It probably is worth something. The people buy mm-hmm. them now, don't they? Yeah, to the, the do raise beds and stuff in the garden. Yeah. yeah, but you've got no chance. I love the idea of her friends coming round. What should we do tonight? Should we go around Tracy's and have a look at a railway sleeper in the loft? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, no, she doesn't like us to do it every day, right? Well, we haven't been for a week, for God's sake. Let's go again now. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Trace. Oh, and she got a lot of friends, Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the only I was trying to work out. If, I think they were all girls. I don't know. <laughs> I was trying to do a girl voice, but it just turns to be a, a camp bloke. Yeah. Hey, Trace, you can have a look at your early sleeper. <laughs> I, I don't know why. I don't That's all know I'm... idea. <laughs> Stuart says, uh, our old house has a fully boarded loft room. All right, show off. Uh, okay. There was a recess at one end, and inside it was a full-size electric. As the loft was boarded, first thing we did was get it out and had a race, still surrounded by boxes. Wife was not best pleased at that discovery. What a discovery, a full scale electric. Nice, isn't it? Yeah, lovely. That scale electrics was always the toy that another kid had. Mm, yeah. I don't know anybody who actually had a full scale No, I didn't have a scale electric. But like another kid on your own. It's like the same with the, like the slush machine. Well, it's, and also there was that. Do you remember that? Cricket game. Trap. Do you remember the little cricket game? We used to have like a like yeah. a mat, and then you pull the hand a little bit of string back, yes. and it's not that. That was the kind of thing when it when it was that day when you brought all your toys into school, last day of term. You'd oh. see that and you go, "Oh, that looks good." That but I mean, king. wouldn't last very long in our house. That. <laughs> uh, Matthew says, "I rented a house in Preston when I was a student. There was a, a weights bench in the basement. Wasn't mm. really keen on going in the basement, but finally braved it. Did a couple of sets and started to look around. When I looked on a shelf and saw an urn, creepy as hell. Took it upstairs to my housemates and we opened it. It had ashes inside." We phoned wow. the landlord to tell him, who was so casual when he told us that it was his dad and he must have forgotten to take him. He came to pick him up later that afternoon like he was collecting a coat that he'd left behind. <laughs> Not bothered at all. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Thanks for looking after that. Oh, he was always like when he was alive. My, my mate moved into a, a house, it was about 10 years ago, and he went up in the loft and he found a metal detector. And he went, oh, wow, this is great, a metal detector. I'll have a little go on that later. And then he found this like brilliant sort of all-weather sort of fishing jacket. It was, like, it was raining. He was like, I'll put that on and I'll go metal detecting. I'll do a little metal detect around the new back garden I've just got. And then he yeah. opened the hatch to go back down. He looked down and it wasn't his bed. It was another bed. And basically <gasps> there was a shared loft. And, he'd, <laughs> oh, and so, wow. so if he hadn't have opened that door and gone down his own uh, sort of trap door, yeah. he'd have been basically in, the, <laughs> in, in, in his own backyard and the neighbour would have been going, is that my metal detector on my jacket? <laughs> 
<laughs> it's the jacket. It's the just, jacket that morning, sells. just moved in. <laughs> Have you nicked it? (laughs) (laughs) Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. So obviously we're recording this show a couple of days ago. It's Thursday, and as we all know, Thursday is the the night we go out and applaud. We clap for carers, key workers, carers, and everybody NHS, um, which I've I've enjoyed doing. To be honest, I think it was the last time I went out of the house as well. So. Yeah. Uh, other than you know, my, I, my, did, my son did it with us last week because he, well, I thought we'd keep him up till eight and oh, he could yes. have a little thing. And I, I explained to him, I said, you know the sticky bug thing that's going around and that's why we've not got to nursery and all that. I said, we're going to go out and we're going to clap for the doctors and the nurses and all the people to deliver our posts and take away the take away the bins and all that. We're going to say thank you to everybody. That's what we do. And he went, all oh, right, okay, okay. Came eight o'clock, went outside, started clapping. He just looked at everyone clapping and just said, Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. I think he thought they were clapping to him. And then out of nowhere said, Well, my name is Halliwell. Welcome to my circus. And I, I, I mean, that just bent me head. I don't know where, he, I don't know what that meant. But they, they were all part of his circus. This whole yeah. thing has been constructed for his world. I love that. That's brilliant. A glimpse into a child's mind. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? I mean, everyone's been dealing with it slightly differently. Um, you know Belper, the village in uh, Derbyshire? Oh, yeah, Belper, yeah. yeah. Um, well, this little town has come up with a unique way to fight lockdown boredom. Every evening, every evening, by the way, at 6.30, the locals gather on doorsteps and lean out of bedroom windows for a two-minute cattle chorus. Oh, what's, what's every that? person in the village leans out and gives it a full moo. Any animal they want, or they just got moos, the cows. just the, the cow. Yeah, just, that's nice. Just the cow. The crazy people of this town have taken to it uh, like cows to grass, uh, says uh, Mr. Ward, who who started it actually. Three weeks in, uh, I thought it would only be uh, for a couple of days, and there's still a chorus of moves every night at six thirty. His hometown of Belper, which also boasts a Mr. Potato Head statue, has a quirky Did reputation. Did not know that. It's actually a good idea for a statue because you can change its face every few days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. He says, I seem to have unearthed a madness that has only been complemented by this lockdown. It's pretty grim time for everybody, so we can cast a little bit of silliness into the day. Well, that is great. We love the community spirit in Belper. Isabel Kennedy has moved since day one, she says. It's a great way to get the community together, be part of something in these crazy and weird times. It's the highlight of my day. I bet it is, actually. I bet that's a right laugh, that. Just people out the window. It's a bit like a primal scream as well, isn't it? Because it is just going, just to, like you'd get it all out, wouldn't you? It's good to have a little shout. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've been to Belper, and I think they might have done this before the pandemic. Like, it is a bit of a yeah, I, I don't think it's related. <laughs> <laughs> and what's funny is there'll be cows in the field up the up the way there, just thinking, and they said we were mad. Yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> looking over. Uh, Jasper Ward said the bovine bellow was a way to make staying in a little bit more bearable. Yeah, I reckon that's what people need, don't they? Trapped in their houses, anxious and having to listen to a deafening sound of next door pretending to be cows. Jason. Jason. Absolute Radio. Sanford. Where real music matters. Have you voted for your greatest live act of all time yet, Steve? I haven't, no. I don't no, do that. Well, well, we're all missing gigs and festivals right now. Uh, what you can do is go online to absoluteradio.co.uk slash win uh, and you can vote for the best act you've ever seen live. You could win a Roberts Revival digital radio. So Dave Berry voted for Radiohead, uh, Andy Bush uh, voted Radiohead and Leona Graham voted Muse. Uh, but if you want to vote, get online at absoluteradio.co.uk slash win and vote for the greatest live act of all time. Who's yours, Steve? Who do you reckon In- the greatest live act? Interestingly, um, when I was in a band when I was like 16, Radiohead You're not going to vote for yourself here. No, supported us. I'm just saying that. They were, uh, they were on Radiohead supported us. Radiohead were on, were on uh, first, and then we were on, then it was another band. Oh, Kingmaker? Yeah, wow. I think it was Kingmaker. So, that, you know, um, I don't know. I've seen so many bands. One of my favourite ones, my wife, uh, it was a birthday present. We went to Copenhagen, yeah. and there's a venue over there called Vega, and we watched uh, First Aid Kit there, and it was a lovely... Oh, I love them. I mean, they were in lovely the Soderbergs. It was a lovely gig, and obviously it, we were they're Swedish, but we were in we were in Denmark, and they mm. it was a lovely, lovely atmosphere, lovely venue as well. So I'd never been there before, but I saw I think that was one of my favourites. That was yeah. a lovely gig. That sounds good. I saw uh, uh, James actually in Manchester. 
mm. um, probably about 15, 20 years ago. And I wasn't like a massive fan. I liked a few of their songs, but I wasn't like, I wouldn't say, oh, I, was, I had all their albums. It was such a spectacular concert. Like, it was unbelievable. Everything. They had everything. And it was just such a, it was just so brilliantly done um, that I became a fan off the back of seeing them at a gig that I sort of wasn't necessarily going to go to in the first place. Uh, so that's yeah. what I'd go for, Jay. So if you fancy voting for that, get online, absoluteradio.co.uk forward slash win. Sunday mornings, 8 till 11. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. You know, Steve, don't you think in these uh, difficult times uh, that some things have brought, it sort of brought the best out in a lot of people? Yeah, yeah, there's a it, bit of that, yeah. yeah. There's a real sense of community. People seem kinder. I mean, not on Twitter. But like in general, like in life. Yeah, and have you and have you seen that video of that bloke doing Freddie Mercury on a, on his rooftop? <laughs> yes, that's what you're yeah. referring to. That's what we get to. Yeah. That's the sort of thing we're after. <laughs> but it's even uh, found sides of people that you might not necessarily uh, think had a nice side. I don't know if you know about this, but Britain's most dangerous prisoner, Charles Bronson, oh, yeah. has given tips to the nation about self isolation. Because uh, as a man bit. who's... He knows a bit, yeah. Yeah, he's been in prison 45 years and... Um, and he's probably he, been in solitary for a, a lot of that. I can imagine most of it, he doesn't seem like a people person. If, mm, no. uh, I don't know. If, if, no, if no. I'm allowed to say that. Um, God forbid, imagine you offended Charles Bronson. People yeah. like writing in on his behalf. I, <laughs> I was very he's offended. An absolute smasher of a man. <laughs> well, he says he's the professor of self confinement, which I can understand. He did an exclusive interview with the Yorkshire Evening Post. Uh, he spent uh, quite a lot of his life in Wakefield's uh, notorious glass cage. Uh, now a pensioner, Bronson wants to share his tips on how to cope with solitary existence as the nation struggles through the coronavirus pandemic lockdown. In an exclusive interview, Bronson has said, right, this is what you've got to do. All you lovely people out there who are isolating away, this will help you survive. That's all it is. Get a good book. Lots of reading, he says. Oh. It helps. I don't know what his voice is like, Charles Bronson, so I can't do an no. impression. And neither would I. Where's he, where's he from? I don't know. I don't know. You carry on talking, uh, I'll Google it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, carry on. And then I want you to come back with his accent wherever he's from. Um, okay. It helps pass time, uh, do a bit of writing, he says. Poetry, a short story, or your life story. Study, something you enjoy, learn something, educate yourself. But most of all, work out. He still manages to do 3,000 press-ups a day. That's good to know that he's still fighting fit. Crikey. Uh, you don't need a gym or a weight. a picture that... of him. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Just watch what you're look... saying. I've just seen a... Yeah, I've just... Yeah. <laughs> he looks like a strong man. He... Um... You're going to have to have agility, he says. Uh, not build solid muscle. This is no problem for me. Um, produce some artwork, he says. Crikey, he's got a lot of... <laughs> Listen to some good intelligent it's just crafts, radio. isn't it? He's like a sort of muscly bearded Kersey Allsop, isn't he? He's just saying, yeah, exactly. just let your inner craft child out. <laughs> documentaries, talk shows. Watch good TV and documentaries. Oh, come out, grab him by his throat and bring <laughs> him out. <laughs> <laughs> He's from Luton. That, that wasn't Luton. Oh, okay, I see. Uh, relax a bit, he says. Sleep in, just chill out. Don't panic, don't stress. Don't stress, man. Uh, and keep updated with all the news. You must keep up with the news, he says, and keep in touch with family and friends by phone. Crikey, considering it's Charles Bronson. That's a lovely like... man. <laughs> <laughs> Put honey in your tea. Put honey in your tea and squirt a bit of lemon in your water, he says. Stop eating crap food, eat lots of fruit and veg, and do a jigsaw puzzle. When's the last time you've done a jigsaw puzzle, he says? And remember, the most important thing, you may be alone, but there's no need to be lonely. Isolation is actually good for you. It gives you a chance to catch up on things. I've had 45 years of it. You'll probably have 40 days of it, so enjoy yeah. it. Be safe. Yeah. Your old China, Charlie. Lovely. <laughs> now, goes. do all that or I'll rip your throat out. <laughs> He's actually got a book out. His book's on Google. I just uh, I found it before. Is it like Higa? Is it like that? Is it Higa? What is that um, Swedish <laughs> sort of thing? No, what's Higa? Charles Bronson. It's like the way that they it's all like candles and log fires. And, ooh, oh, I see. No. No, this is called like solitary like a, fitness. Not like that. You don't need a fancy Punch your gym way or... to happiness. <laughs> Punching your way to happiness. What's funny is it's got 387 reviews and a couple of people have been brave enough to give it one star. 
Oh, <laughs> yeah. as it say, anonymous. <laughs> yeah, it says, crap. I had to request a refund, not as described. I don't know what how, what were they how it's not as described. They thought it was the actor Charles Bronson. The writings of an idiot. Not even worth oh, 99p, somebody says. Say it to his face, man. Crikey. Just awful, really. I hope when and if they let him out, he doesn't seek me out to take issue with this, but it's a poorly written, repetitive <laughs> ego fest. <laughs> okay. Oh, Don't well. Tell him that. Well, I hope, well, I hope so too. <laughs> well, I've got to say, I found something I'll be doing for the rest of the day, reading reviews of Charles Bronson's fitness book on Amazon. Get in it. Jason Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Hey, Steve, we haven't had one of these for a while. Well, Remember a while it? back, there was a little, there was a slight, um, I was going to say the word pandemic then, that's the a word we used to describe for just things that happened a lot of. Yeah, um, not anymore. <clears throat> No, but there was an influx of uh, women who were marrying objects. Oh, do you remember yes, this? I do there was remember There's a point this, where yeah. one married a Someone plane. Married a car one... or something, yeah. Car, yeah. yeah. It's weird, isn't it? There's definitely a... This is where there is a point of difference in men and women. As, mu- as much as, as uh, you know, the sexes have become almost... Uh, you know, you can't tell them apart, a lot of them. Uh, there's still a very definite difference between men and women, and that is... When it comes to these nutters, women seem to marry inanimate objects. Men seem to want to put the willy in them. That yeah. seems to be the difference. That's, you know, that's what the I mean? divine, defining factor of everything else. Yeah. There was Break a story about a fella trying to have sex with a with a pile of leaves uh, last year. I remember that. Uh, all sorts of things Who going looks on. At that's a pile what men of leaves do. And get, yeah, looks at a pile of leaves and goes, "Oh, fit, <laughs> <laughs> fit leaves." <laughs> He was called Russell, I bet. Yep, yep, yep. There you go, little little dad joke for you there, folks. Yeah. Uh, so, um, anyway, this is this is one that's popped up today. Uh, it was love at first sight for Amanda Liberty when she spotted a dusty old chandelier on eBay, and six mm-hmm. days later, four hundred pound, her mail order bride arrived on a doorstep. A British woman who has had a relationship with a 92-year-old German chandelier has been told that her attraction to light fittings isn't considered a protected sexual orientation. Amanda Liberty is known not only for her attraction to chandeliers, but also for changing her last name to Liberty after a self-declared public relationship with the Statue of Liberty. I mean, she's the one who keeps telling everyone about it. Yeah. She's mid-30s. She lives in Leeds, and she complained that her love of Lumiere, her name for the lamp she bought on eBay, was being mocked by a national newspaper. She went on to argue that the article breached the code of conduct that requires publishers to avoid prejudicial uh, references to an individual's sexuality, which is right. Mm. You absolutely mm. yeah. shouldn't be yeah. making any uh, prejudicial references to an individual's sexuality, but... If you're marrying a chandelier, you've got to expect a bit of ribbing. Is this a sexual relationship, though? Well, the, 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 the courts have decided that it's not. It, it is. Oh, it's not. Okay. Yeah, it's not a, a proper relationship. It's not, you know what I mean? It's not a... Objectum sexual is the, uh, is the term. They're not being included in the LGBT, PQRST plus, uh, no. you know, community. No one's yeah. ha- like going walking down the Pride March with a chandelier yeah, on your chandelier. back. Yeah, well, no, under their arm because it's their husband. <laughs> of course, no, quite on right. their back. Yeah. Could be on their back if it was his <laughs> wife. In response to a complaint, the paper said that they don't doubt whether her attraction to the chandelier is real, rather that the sexual <laughs> orientation in the context of the press regulation code covered people who were attracted to others uh, of the same sex, opposite sex, or both. Thus, it's not ruled to be discrimination. I mean. You could also just keep it to yourself, love, and then... Yeah, just live and let live. Um, enjoy yourself with your chandelier. <laughs> they're, they're planning a full wedding. Uh, she says, I'm not sure what dress I'll wear and will only invite those closest to us. <laughs> to us? <laughs> like, on her like side, a just the parents li- and a couple of friends. Yeah, just a couple of standard lamps. <laughs> so, yeah, a couple of bedside lamps and a, a fuse box. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Oh, don't speak to him. He's the he's the uncle who's got a some weird lamp shaped uncle. <laughs> oh dear. Well, there you go. That's those people. You may not someone who's in love with a chandelier, but to her, that's the light of her life. <laughs> oh God! Don't knock it till you tried it. You know. Come on. 
She said, as soon as I saw her, it's a female chandelier, as soon as I saw her, I couldn't stop thinking about her and how beautiful she was. She's such a beautiful shape. And I could really feel amazing energy coming from her. That energy is 60 60 watts, watts. (laughs) to be precise. (laughs) Well, I hope you're both very happy. Good morning, it's the Jason Manford Show on Absolute Radio with Steve Edge. Morning. All right. Uh, Thanks to our friends at Anchor Butter, we are giving you the chance to win a family bundle of goodies to get you through spring and summer. It includes, listen to this, Steve, a PlayStation 4. That's good. A portable projector. Ooh. A huge outdoor Jenga set. A Harry Potter Hogwarts Lego castle and loads of fun board games too. Probably not including Escape from Colditz. Nope, nope. No, it's not right. We've teamed up with Anchor Butter to spread some joy in these times of crisis. Family time is important to all of us and I know it's important to them as well. Uh, You lot have been going to the Absolute Radio website to tell us your funny stories of when kids in your family have been less than perfect. Uh, And Steve, we have had some absolute crackers. Here are some uh, that I loved. Sally says, We went to Florida when we hadn't long potty trained our son. We were queuing on a moving walkway when a poo travelled past us the other way. We realised it had fallen out of my son's shorts and overtook us in the queue. <laughs> I quickly had to pick it up and put it in my bag whilst on the ride. Yeah, <laughs> it was so nice. embarrassed in case anyone saw. Anyone see that? Anyone see that? Nope. Oh my goodness, that's a good and that. I like that's that. That's good, that's good. Uh, uh, Janet Smith says, it was Sunday, 11 o'clock. Myself, my dad and my two-year-old daughter Laura were having a wonder around a farm. Laura loves anything edible at this time of her life, just like her mum. While we were walking, I spotted that she was munching on something while we were walking around the countryside. I hadn't given her any snacks, so I asked her what she was chewing, with a mumble of sweets coming through her full mouth. I went over, took it off her. Steve, it was a slug. Oh. Oh, you look thank- a bit like Arabo now you come to mention it. Awful. Thank goodness she was fine. She was always been a curious child. 19 now, uh, and it's still the most wonderfully amusing memory of ours. Do not eat slugs, folks. L- leaves, very- a, leaves a tray or wherever she goes. <laughs> uh, Matthew Household says, uh, About a month or so ago, my wife received a knock at the door. She opened it to see one of our neighbours at the door who asked whether our car was the black SUV parked on the road. She said yes and peered out around the door and saw the boot was wide open. Embarrassed and a little worried, she went to find the car keys, but they weren't in the usual place by the door. She searched around the living room and heard our one-year-old son, Alexander, making sounds behind one of the chairs. He was sat there, pressing all the buttons on the car key and managed to unlock it and open the boot from 50 yards away inside the house. Oh, that's good. Needless to say, we found a new location for them. Got to be careful with kids. Got to be careful. They'll have have anything that that you put down. And put it down the toilet. That's the thing I found with my little boy. Yeah. Always throwing things down there. Right, three cracking stories. Steve and I are going to deliberate. We're going to play a song. Uh, and the best one gets the prize. All thanks to Anchor Butter at the heart of Britain's brilliant foods, providing buttery betterness since 1886. Jason Manford. Good morning, Jason Manford and Steve Edge here on Absolute Radio. And for the next few weeks, we're giving you the chance to win a family bundle full of goodies, thanks to Anchor Butter. Before that song, we read out three lovely stories from people whose kids had been Less than perfect. So, Steve, you get to choose who gets the bundle of goodies this morning. We had Sally and the long-lost Florida Pooh. We had Mm -hmm. uh, Janet Smith, whose daughter chomped on a slug. And Matthew, whose uh, little boy managed to open the car from 50 yards away inside the house. What do you reckon? Yes. Well, they're all lovely examples of how um, kids completely ruin your life. But um, what I'm going (laughs) to go with obviously is 
the poo on a moving walkway. The, Absolutely. The Aerosmith, Aerosmith so. song, wasn't it? Poo on a moving walkway. <laughs> it's got to be that. I think it was. Uh, so, Sally, that prize uh, is heading your way. Uh, thanks for all the stories that you popped onto our website, absoluteradio.co.uk. For your chance to win, simply head to the website, tell us your favourite funny stories of when kids have been less than perfect and hopefully we'll read yours out next week and you could be winning that fantastic prize to get you through lockdown and the summer. It's all thanks to Anchor Butter at the heart of Britain's brilliant foods providing buttery butterness since 1886. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Hey Steve, we got an email through uh, yes. the other day through the website. You can email me, by the way, folks, if you want to do that. So it's all on the... On the website, it's easy enough. It says, hi, Jason and Steve. I'm not sure if this has been discussed on the show before, but I've just seen an advert for Caesar's dog food that Steve stars in. I'm intrigued to know how long ago this was done, and is this the longest-running advert in history? Is he proud of it, and does he still get paid? <laughs> Great show. Well, there's, a, there's a lot of questions. <laughs> <laughs> Should we go through them? So it yeah, is okay. you on the Caesar's dog advert. Well, he's got glasses on, so apparently it's made by I mean, it looks a little bit like me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could be that fella from uh, what's that um, program called? Uh, uh, yeah, that fella, Matt Allwright. Could be Matt Allwright. Matt yeah. Allwright. Yeah, it yeah. could be Matt. Could Allwright. be Matt Allwright in glasses. Uh, so, so it is. Well, it, it may or may not be you, but if it was yeah. you, let's say, yeah, how let's, long let's ago? It was, mate. How long right. ago did you film that advert in Spain? Thing. Seven years. Seven years. Seven mate. years ago, I filmed it. He was filmed ching, in Madrid. Ching, ching, just Seven like that. Seven years. What's that Bob Hoskins said? Why did, they asked Bob Hoskins why he did the British gas adverts. He went, I've got a million reasons for doing it. And all of them have got the Queen's face on. It's, I, mean, I, didn't, I mean, that was in the day when you did used you to get, get a million reasons. Of, no, I about, I'm not saying any reasons. But they paid a lot better in those days than it does now. Wow. So you still get Seven paid every time ago. it's on? It, you, you, they, they buy it out for like, you know, six months or a year or whatever. And then, you wow. know. Wow. So, yeah. This is where it's at. I don't think he's been on for about a year in this country, but then they started again in January. I haven't been paying for it yet. I'm still waiting for that money. Yeah, it's all right. There's only a massive (laughs) wait for money on. It's all right. It's fine. Got loads of other money revenue streams coming in. in, It's fine. Yeah, you you play it. (laughs) Just pay it when you can. Whenever Whenever you're ready. Yeah, I'll be ready for it. So you, um, I remember you went out to Spain, didn't you, and filmed it in Spain? Yeah, it was two days. We filmed it for two nights, it was, in Madrid. It was like 8 o'clock at night till oh, 8 o'clock wow. in the morning. And I'm the only person in it. And the the three, there was three dogs. So there was three dogs. Do they One still was, get paid? Uh, I think, well, um, Stephen Tomkinson, uh, who I know a little bit, he does the voiceover for it. And every time I see him, he goes, that advert's back again. <laughs> <laughs> Because he, he does the voice over it, so it's uh, we, you know, we love that little dog. Can I buy we you a coffee? Him. No, let me buy you a coffee. <laughs> I'll buy you <laughs> a coffee. <laughs> is it is it something you're proud of? Uh, I mean, it's an advert, isn't it? So I think when it advert. came up, uh, it, well, do you know what? The guy who uh, it was the DOP on it was a guy called French guy called Hugo. He did like Amelie and Inside. Yeah, it's always amazing yeah. people who do adverts. Oh, amazing! <laughs> yeah. No, but he was brilliant. He was really lovely, yeah, yeah. and the, the, the continuity woman works on meaning and life and stuff. We used to film at eight at night till eight in the morning. So when we finished, we'd have breakfast and a glass of wine because oh, obviously we're going to bed. <laughs> I know it was weird. But it it's was, weird uh, that it took so long to film a sixty-second advert as well. Two da- I think there's a yeah, there's a long ver- <laughs> There was a long version. I think it was like two nights. Yeah, the extended the director's cut. Oh yeah, he went really went to town on it. But there's nothing quite like going. Just uh, you know, just improvise, Steve. Just do what you what you think's naturally funny at four o'clock in the morning when I'm holding a dog. Going, uh, okay, what, uh, what have we not done? Shall I eat it? Shall I eat it? <laughs> shall I eat the dog? <laughs> well, at least you're in a situation because obviously, famously, I mean, I don't agree with this, but famously, uh, Bill Hicks. Well, this used is to I say, know what you're going to say, but this is the other thing. I turned yeah. it down four times. It was a straight did offer, you really? and you don't. You don't get straight offers very often, especially. No. If, I mean, I don't do adverts. So, like, they asked me. Well, so the me famous and, comedian Bill, Bill Hicks said back yeah. in the you know the eighties, he said, "If you uh, you're off the artistic roll call, roll call if yeah. you sell yourself and do uh, you know sell out and do an advert, that's why he's his words, Steve, not mine. Yeah. Um, I don't, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm more than happy to do it. I'm not bothered at all. I've just done two frank of butter. Yeah. Uh, but um, uh, but you turn it down first. I turned it down three times. I remember my wife was going just. 
do it. So I was like, no, because I'm an actor and, you know, I don't like to be seen to be doing other things. She's like, just, and then it kept coming. They kept, I kept saying, because you have to have a reason why you don't want to do it. And I said to my agent, yeah. I just said, like, I'm not doing it unless they double the money. Which was, and she was like, well, that's ridiculous. And then they did. I mean, it wasn't oh, a lot. Right. You don't get a lot for filming it. It's when they keep playing it and it has been on seven that's years, one, which yeah. is... A steady, steady, days, sort of drip mate. steady income. Yeah, four crikey. times I turned it down. Well, still not been paid, like I said, for this latest. Well, match. that's true. Well, he didn't sure. want to do it in the first place, so he's not having it. So, yeah, if he didn't want to do it, why is he moaning about money now? At least you've got the best side of being in an advert. I get two emails a week, people telling me that their plus net broadband has gone down, and it's not I even me. Were, I thought you were the go compare guy. You're dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> Matters. Thanks for joining us this morning on Absolute Radio. Uh, what have you got planned for the rest of the day, Steve? Uh, busy, busy, busy. Yeah. You know, busy, what should we do? Busy, should we pop busy. out? Uh, I'm thinking about sitting around doing nothing for a bit. About you? Yeah. I'm thinking I might go and have a quick nap uh, for an yeah. hour. Um, I'm going to try and play FIFA football again on the PlayStation, which... Mm. Uh, I've realised I'm absolutely terrible at, and um, I don't seem to be getting any better. Uh, okay. And I feel like it would be a waste of a lockdown if the only thing that I got better at at the end of it was a game for 15-year-olds. What have you been watching? Have you been watching anything? Um, on what week? have we watched? Uh, yes, uh, we watched Quiz uh, the oh, other yeah, day yeah. on ITV. That was good, yeah. Michael Sheen, crikey, he does a good... Uh, we don't want to give you that uh, yeah. yeah so it was great really good um so we've been watching that and i've been watching uh the ozarks on uh on netflix as well season oh, yeah, three yeah. that's just come out very exciting what about you what have you been watching i've gone in i've only watched the first series when it was on but uh, uh sunderland till i die second series of that oh, netflix in there. yeah I've because heard it's that's a bit good. like watching football again you know what I mean? Because right. I don't, I don't remember what happened in in League One, um, you know, two seasons ago. So no, of course not. It's all new. You know, you go, oh look at this. Oh, I hope they win that. Oh, they didn't win that. And then okay. you get to see the people. You know, we know the people who kind of run a club and uh, financiers. <laughs> yeah. and stuff. They're not There's our guy, people, are they? <laughs> yeah, no, they're not. There's a couple of very, very good characters on here. And, oh, okay. Uh, it's definitely worth watching. What's interesting is when you know, like when you nearly score or when you nearly win again, the, the noises that you make. You know that. We just did them when we were watching football, but now we've not watched football for a month. Yeah. We're watching them going, ooh, and you're going, why is he doing that noise? It's all a bit, it all seems slightly <laughs> alien now. That's weird. They've all done that. Why have they? But you just do it instinctively when you're watching football when those days oh, used to exist. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch that. I don't, and you don't need to see the first series. You can just duck straight in. No, first series was them getting relegated from the championship. This is them trying okay. to get out of League One. I haven't got oh, to the end yet, good. but I can't remember if because there was a Man City one on Amazon. Uh, yeah, a few all years or nothing. Ago. Was it all or nothing? Or yeah, but even as a City fan, I didn't watch it all. I was a bit like, Ugh. no, you. We, it's not really you any watch, drama. It, it feels like it will. No, you. It feels like there'll be like a sheen on it, and there'll be like people making sure you don't show the wrong things. Whereas yeah, exactly, yeah. Like, it feels a bit more authentic and okay. All right, you know. good, good tip, good telly tip from Steve. Uh, watch Quiz on ITV, Ozarks on Netflix, and Sunland Till I Die. That's the uh, <laughs> three shows I recommended. Uh, right. Well, I will speak to you, Steve. And my in... mum, uh, my my wife, my wife was um, my wife would recommend uh, Teen Mom Two. I think a new series just started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair enough. And my kids would re would recommend Sam Fair's uh... Baby Diaries. Whatever you want to watch. Whatever you want to watch. My, and my kids would recommend Disney Princess Weddings on Disney Plus as well, which they've seen uh, 12 cool. episodes of in two days. So, you know, it's a, that's the clean sweep. All right, have a lovely week. Stay safe. Thanks to all the people working hard and keeping the country going. Uh, we will be applauding you uh, tonight uh, outside our house. So lots of love. All right, take care. Music matters.